Welcome to the Sis We Healing Podcast. Talking about traumatic experiences that has happened to us. Do I actually know what self-love is? Just two Bessies here to discuss all things mental health. Teach people how to treat you. Now your host. Get y'all some wine. Let's sip. Brittany and Chelsea. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Sis We Healing Podcast. Um, it feel like we haven't recorded in such a long time, like it's been a while. So we have a surprise. We have not had a guest on yet, and we have somebody, Bianca. She's here today, and we're super Woo. excited. Woo. <laughs> oh, that's great. We're super excited to have her, so we're just going to let her introduce herself to the family, and then we'll get started. Okay, my name is Bianca. I am 32 years old. I am a Dallas native. I'm a mom of two. My kids are 13 and three. Um, by day, <laughs> I work at a gynecologist's office. I've been doing that for since I was 20. And by just free time, I do postpartum doula stuff. Um, yeah. That's exciting. Okay, well, we're super excited to have you. Thank you. Um, I am. I'm so excited. Y'all, earlier, Bianca started talking, and I was like, oh, my God, are you talking? <laughs> like, it was just Jesus off the ceiling oh. or something. <laughs> but I'm so excited. You I'm too. super excited. Thank you guys oh, for having me. I know. I'm super excited to get into this conversation because I feel like it's kind of important because I don't think people realize how sometimes it can be hard to, like, keep friendships going as an adult, especially mm -hmm. with, like you said, you have so much stuff going on. You have two kids. Chelsea, you have like a really, you know, like a job that causes you to just be super present mm -hmm. and don't have a lot of free time. I have a whole bunch of shit going on. So sometimes it can feel hard to like keep friendships going. So the topic for today is cultivating friendships in adulthood. So do y'all feel like it's kind of hard to like, Meet new people or, like, keep up the present friendships that y'all have with people? For sure. Yeah. I, because I'm a very antisocial person anyways, I get really bad social anxiety. So creating new friends is extremely Ooh, difficult for hard. me. Um, and so I think that's, it's going to be good for, like, Bianca and I to be able to talk about this because it's a new friendship for us. Yes. So it's, it's really difficult for me, though, because I will overthink every single situation and panic. And then I'm like, just fuck it at this point. I don't want to be a friend. <laughs> yes. That's how right. I am, too. And I'm such an introvert, but I'm learning to be more social. Uh -huh. So it's really hard. Even with the friends I have now, like, sometimes I have to remember, like, oh, shoot, I haven't talked to so-and-so in this. Let me text him real fast. Right. So how do you feel? I feel like, so I heard a, on a podcast that they said that you could be extroverted or introverted mm -hmm. or ambivert, like me you're too. both. And like the definitions didn't like resonate with me to any of them. And then this guy's wife said that he was a traumatized extrovert. And she was like, he was laughing and he was like, explain it. And what he said, what she said was, um, I am an extrovert, but I'm also very cautious of the people that I give that extrovert energy to. Mm -hmm. So I might come off as an introvert and quiet, mm -hmm. but I'm just kind of peeping the scene. So That's yeah, me. That makes sense because I show out whenever you're my friend. Like, <laughs> exactly. listen, and when people initially meet me, 
they typically never like me because I think they're intimidated because I just have a resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people always say, oh, she mean or I don't like her. And then once they get to know me, they like, oh, my gosh, I love her. And I'm like, bitch, I fucking told you. <laughs> but like, that's typically how it is. And it's not because I don't like people. I have always been very shy, and I think it comes from a lot of childhood stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, I'm too fucking grown for that. Like, I'm literally shy. Like, put me in a room with some new people, I'm sweating bullets. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? Right. Or I'll say something stupid that, like, y'all remember on Mean Girls when she was, like, gruel? <laughs> when she was, like, great or cool? That's yeah. me. I'll say some stupid shit, and I'm like, why did I just say that? And then I'm like, I don't ever want to go out again. So it's it's weird for me. Like really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's how it is for me too. And at work, I in human resources, like I have to be extroverted. Right. But in a work setting, that's so easy because I'm like, yeah. I could say we paint the sky purple on Fridays and new hires will be like, Oh my gosh, how do I help with that? Like it's so easy. <laughs> but in a real world setting, I am very insecure with like if somebody's gonna judge me, like with my personality or the way that I look, do I look right? Am I acting out too do much? Do you right. have so. that feeling because you take to black people do you feel like sometimes people will take that wrong like oh she's mm-hmm. trying to be black or yes. trying to fit okay. yeah so i don't act the way that i normally would at first because i don't want somebody to be like oh she's playing it up she's trying too hard like mm-hmm. sit down and it actually happened the other day at work we were doing like this benefit thing and um it, i was in the cafeteria at my work and helping them cook in the back and stuff and there was this black woman back there and she was playing music i was lit she was lit and i was <laughs> like girl yes and in my head i was like she doesn't know that i don't mean girl like a normal yeah, white girl that's like girl like and i said oh my god should I have said that? And I overthought it because I'm like, I don't mean it that way, but I don't ever want to offend somebody. So it is a balance. And I don't let that side out of me until I have that relationship. And they know that I'm really not just trying to be like a Kardashian or something. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's it. Cause when me and you first met, I don't know, we just instantly clicked. So we just used to cut up at work, but I never felt like you were like, but I know a lot of white girls who have black friends, they do struggle with that. And a lot of black people who have white friends, um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can relate. Cause I see you have a lot of white friends. I do. (laughs) And, And I sometimes be like, did I go too far? Because you know me, I just say, I literally say whatever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes with my white friends, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Because some people don't think black people can be, like, racist. But I do feel like we can say offensive, ignorant things. And so I try to be mindful Mm because I'll say, like, white girl hair or some stupid shit. (laughs) But she knows I'm just playing. But maybe if she had me around one of her other white friends, Mm -hmm. they'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with her? So do you feel like that, too? Like, when you're around, like, your white friends, like... Yeah, so I have white associates and then I have white friends. Mm -hmm. So the people who are my white friends, like, they know we can have the conversation about race and Mm -hmm. um, leave that conversation still close. Okay. I have associates who, like, I like you as a person, but I wouldn't trust you with these feelings. Yeah. So I don't bring them up. Mm -hmm. Um, Which kind of... Goes into when I'm with those people, I tend to code switch and try mm. to talk like them and be like them. Um, uh, but yeah, when I I have maybe four good white friends that I know, mm-hmm. you know, I can talk to and we can dialogue, and it's never like a yeah. I have to sit against myself. Gotcha. And since we're on the subject, <clears throat> I don't want to like switch. But when you say like code switch and stuff, mm-hmm. like how does that make you feel when you feel like you have to kind of be a chameleon and kind of like blend in with them yeah so up until about last year Mm -hmm. um i used to 
it was like second nature to me. Like I was just always raised that you could be around white people, you can be around black people, mm-hmm. but coming to conform and act right. Oh. Um, so it just kind of got exhausting when I see my daughter doing it. Yeah, right. And she went to a predominantly white school that had a lot of racist things. Like they're the school. Now I know that they're the school that's known for racism. And me with my childhood trauma thinking uh-huh. um, white, this white school is right. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, now she's in a super diverse school and um, I could tell now she's herself. So I'm like, am I bringing that trauma upon my child? Sometimes we do that. Yeah. Um, but unconsciously, though, right. I don't. it's not ever purposely. You just kind of do what you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me as a mom, I grew up around a lot. My mom had a lot of white friends, but mm-hmm. I never saw her coast. Which my mama right. was the same with her ghetto friends, mm-hmm. per se, <laughs> right. with her, then with her white friends. And she never changed. Right. I grew up with a white stepmom. I have, like, mixed siblings and stuff. So even in corporate, I never... It made me uncomfortable to try to code switch right. because I'm like, I always want to show up as my authentic self. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I got around white people, especially in corporate, I just wouldn't talk right. because I was like, I'm not conforming. And I'll probably say something and then they'll be calling HR on me because I just be like, I'm who I am. And I try to teach my daughter that right. too, which is good because she goes to a school that has like a lot of, it's kind of diverse because she's in Mesquite, but most of her teachers are white. Right. So I teach her. She, she know, can't no white people touch her, but Chelsea. Like, honestly, <laughs> exactly. if you talk to my daughter, what Kayla going to tell people? She tells them that I'm black, and then they show up. I show up, and they're like, she's what? not black. <laughs> like, I swear to God, she literally be like, Chelsea? And I'm like, Kayla. And she's like, Mama, because she can dance better than you. I was like, that does not mean she's black. She's still white. But she don't understand. But, like, she wore her hair out to school one day. And this is totally off topic. But she wore her hair out and one of her teachers touched it and my daughter hit her hand. She's like, don't touch my hair. But her teacher didn't know. It was like offensive. So I think that is, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it is important, especially when you're, especially as an adult and you're like getting new friendships and you have your existing friendships just to show up authentically. Because like you said, I'm I'm sure that can be exhausting. Like I could never picture like me and Chelsea have, like, deep conversations. We've had them on the podcast about, like, race and right. hair. And I can never picture, like, trying to fit in, like, because she'll be like, bitch, what are you right. doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that can be exhausting. Like it's so exhausting. But, like, being in gynecology world, most yes. doctors are black. I've worked for one black doctor in my 12 years. Um, so all of the doctors has been white. Right. And okay. then we live in Richardson, which just became diverse in yeah. the last three years. Um and then my church is predominantly white. So it's just like when I was insecure in who I was, mm-hmm. that's what I would try to fit in. Now that I'm learning myself, I love becoming that. more secure, I'm like, no, you take it or leave it. And a lot of people have left it. And that's fine. Don't, don't get it twisted. A lot of people have left it, mm-hmm. and it's fine. I think because I was so chameleon-like mm-hmm. last year, now I'm being myself, and they're like, oh, wait. And you're showing up authentically. And I right. think sometimes when you... When you initially show up as somebody else, but then you show up as your authentic mm-hmm. self, you realize, like, oh, you never liked me anyway. Right, you right. just liked who I perceived myself right. to be. So then, isn't that crazy? As grown people, mm-hmm. we're still dealing with somewhat, like, type bullying and, and like, click like mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm like, because yep. even at work, I just always in myself. And so even at work, when I noticed like the clicky, like my supervisor tried to do some weird shit. And that's why I quit my job because it was like everybody tried to click up. And I'm like, I had to tell her literally, I was like, I don't know who the fuck you think you're playing with. <laughs> and I was like, 
I'm out. <laughs> that was the the week after we had the podcast mm-hmm. when we talked about it. And she said something like smart to me. And she tried to say like, sis, I was like, I'm not comfortable with you trying to, because you got a black husband. That's not what right. we're going to do because you got black kids, baby. You still white. And don't ever approach me. But I think she thought because she knew my best friend was white that she could kind of, no, you can't. And she said something very offensive, but she thought I wouldn't take it offensive because she, whatever, she thought she was down. And so when I checked her, it's like she started trying to bully me at work. Mm-hmm. So I had to show her, like, I'm a bully. Like, you can't bully. Because I was like, I was just like, dang, we doing this at work. Like, oh, okay. She thought she had a pass. Yeah. And I was like, I will literally drive to Florida. And that's my <laughs> thing, too, is I think whenever you're having friendships as an adult, it's literally like going back to the basics of like Mm -hmm. whenever you learn boundaries as a kid and stuff like Mm -hmm. you have to take the time to get to know somebody and understand them Mm -hmm. and put that time and energy into it and not just expect that it's given like my energy isn't free so like I'm only going to give energy that I'm receiving so Mm -hmm. I have to like feel it out and make sure that that's good because like you were saying with trust I have to trust you I'm not just Mm going to give myself to anybody and so that's really difficult and I think speaking on like race specifically just because we're real close I don't go up to any yeah. black woman and be like, hey, girl, what's up? Like, hey, my best friend's black. Like that typical white line Jeez, that everybody not, says. Right. But I take the time to ask questions that most white women wouldn't. I say yeah. for like the littlest things, but they mean a lot in a friendship. I'll be like, um, like whenever Kindle started at um, our old job and I was like, how do you want me to say your hair? Like, how do you describe it? And she's like, ethnic hair. But to you, I'd be like, black black hair whatever you wouldn't yeah, care and I think, yeah. but it's like I ask those things because I know that it matters and right. how do you refer to yourself African American black let mm-hmm. me know so that I can refer to you the correct way those are mm-hmm. important things to ask people and that shows that you actually care about their feelings and you're not just like we're going to be friends because let's just do it and not get yeah, to know each other like, and right. I, I think sometimes um, for me like even just rekindling like me and Bianca went to high school together mm-hmm. but we like wasn't like real friends but like over social media I'm I feel like I bonded with a lot of people from high school over social media because I was very introverted. I didn't care to be at the school Mm -hmm. I was in because Duncanville wasn't like white, but it was white to me because I came from Holland Hills. I went to Kennedy Curry, so I was in the middle of the hood. I was used to going to predominantly black schools. Mm -hmm. And so when we switched over to Duncanville, it was kind of like a culture shock to me because a lot of the white, a lot of the black girls, quote unquote, used to like co-switch a little bit to me and I was like I'm literally from the hood even where I'm from in Oklahoma I'm literally from the east side of Oklahoma like my family is super hood so it was such a culture shock to even have white teachers Mm -hmm. and so I had a hard time really making friends I had three friends and then I had a lot of associates like I know a lot of people but it's sometimes it's really hard because it takes work to have friends as an adult Mm -hmm. yeah I don't feel like I have the extra time, especially like trying to be present in my marriage, trying to be present as a wife. I mean, as a daughter, as a mom, because right now my daughter's going through like a teenage stage and I'm ready to choke her. (laughs) She going through like she just turned 15 and she feeling herself. She's talking to boys. And so trying to be present as a mom, making sure I stay out of prison, (laughs) you know, trying to be a good wife and then trying to be a good friend. Sometimes it can just get exhausting and then something, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to like weigh the scale. So I'm trying to be very intentional about like 
me and Bianca have became really close, so being intentional about texting her. Sometimes she'll text me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, and I'll look, and I'm like, damn, I, I was supposed to send her a text, and I never sent it. But I know you don't get offended because you have a busy <laughs> life, too. But, you know, sometimes in friendships, it can get, like, mm-hmm. uh, like stuffy. Like, I had one friend. We're not friends anymore. We had been friends since ninth grade year in. We just stopped being friends because she was just going down a path that I wasn't comfortable with. And it's crazy because at this big age, we're, like, losing friends, learning who our friends Mm -hmm. are. And then you have to grieve some friendships. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest part. Like, I still cry about not being friends with my friend. We were friends since we were 15. Mm-hmm. I got, I know secrets that I'm taking to the grave and vice versa. And then for us to just stop talking, I still grieve that friendship. Like I was crying about it the other day. Cause Kayla did something. I was like, Oh, I wish I could just call her. Cause she was Kayla's godmom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I right. grieving that too. So it's like, as an adult, I never thought that it would be so hard to have friends. Mm-hmm. Like it was, back in the day like right it's exhausting and we're adults too i feel like if you don't text me back like i i mean i look at my life and i'm like i look at my phone like i'm texting you at six in the morning before yep. my kids get up because i'm like <laughs> after that, it's up, a wrap. It's done. <laughs> yep. you know and so i feel like real real friendships get it and yeah. there's no like oh you didn't text me back you didn't call me or you didn't hang on me like mm-hmm. If we can make it work, we can make it work. We can make it work. Yes. That don't mean I love you any less, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, um, and then I'm so introverted and I'm used to, even though I grew up an older sister, because I have three siblings under me, I'm very much introverted and I enjoy my alone time. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I'll go off the grid and my friends won't hear from me. And I hate that about myself. And that's something that I am working on because especially if I'm really, really overwhelmed, I'll just shut down. I won't talk to anybody like at all. Me too. Yeah. We both do it. We do that. And then we'll check on each other and be like, because hey, it'll be like a week here. and I'm like um, I haven't heard from Chelsea and I be like listen no pressure you don't have to text me back like bitch what you doing like what's yeah. up and typically we're both like and I think it's just that understanding like Bianca was saying like once you understand somebody and get to know them it's like you know whenever there's an issue you know if there's like some disrespect you or can something feel going it. on mm-hmm. and also I think whenever we're you're cultivating a friendship as an adult you realize that I don't have time for petty. I'm not going to baby you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing all that. Like, it's not high school. We're not going to see each other every day. Right. And if you can't communicate what you need to me, then I don't know what to tell what you. To tell like, you, right? I, I don't have time for that. And it's it's kind of hard for me, too, because I, I'm 28, but I act a You're lot like older a than I am. Yeah, uh-huh. and so <laughs> I don't fit in with people my age because they're like, let's party, mm-hmm. let's do, woo, whatever. Bro, exactly. I swear to God, I just was telling John this the other day. I was like... It was some girls in my cycle class, and one of them was trying to, like, talk to me. And I was, like, real standoffish because I could tell just from the cycling class I'm really good at reading people. They're, like, partiers. They go to the club. Baby, I want to go to, like, a spoken night. Let's go get some food. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to be up in no club, like, crit walking and twerking. <laughs> That's, like, if we go somewhere and we, look, you know, hit a little twerk or two, I'm cool. But, like, right. being in a club scene and stuff like And that's the hard part about making friends as an adult because, like, I want to be more social because I've been so introverted. Mm-hmm. But when I be seeing how these, how these girls is, I be like, baby, let me stay in my lane because yeah. – I can't, yeah. and I'm and I'm only 33, but I feel a little. I feel a lot older than what I am. I don't know if it's because I became a mom at such a young age, or I got married mm-hmm. young. But 
That don't excite me. I just feel like, right. um, let's go paint or probably because we did it already. Yeah, yeah right. Like we've been there a long time ago. Been there, done that type shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't be one to like. Um, one of my friends was like, "Girl, let's go somewhere," and I just never reply. Hopefully, she not listening. I never <laughs> reply back. Like, sis, this not it. I can't do it. I'm not yeah. going to the club. Right. Like, mm. And I think it's important to find people with like minds because me, I'm yes. like, let me get a pizza, let's get Period. some wine, and watch yes. Netflix. Yes. Did y'all see Love is Blind came out? Like, that's, that's what, what I'm I want. Right. Whenever, <laughs> like, especially if you're somebody who has anxiety and stuff. Oh, yes. And, like, I can't do a lot. Like, a club would literally make me lose my fucking mind. Girl, I would There's be on no TV, like, what the, f- like, what, what's going on? Like, my little sister is like, you gonna go to the club with me and Kayla? I was like, yeah, it'll be our bodyguard, but I probably have some earphones on or something. Like, I can't. Bodyguard, exactly. I go this, out with look. my sister and her friends, and they don't get like sloppy drunk, but you just like, being the mama, the protector. It's just uh, it's automatic. Like this guy was like, like my sister had a short dress on and she was dancing, and he was like, kind of go to touch her, and I said, do not. Please he was don't. Like, Are you her grandma? I and am. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I'm. I'm. I have reached the point in my life. Where I just like peace. If I go, I like to do stuff, but not like party stuff. Mm-hmm. Like so, other people can perceive it as like, oh, she's boring. No, I'm just not a clubber. I rarely drink. I'll drink some wine. Like me and my friend went out to lunch the other day. Girl, I had like a little martini, and I was all tipsy. I had to sit in the car for <laughs> I pulled out. Like, what's going on? Like, but I think, and then let's like having anxiety. Mm-hmm. As an adult, and then trying to like have friendships, mm-hmm. I be you know I've said that before. Like, do she really like me? Is she being fake as fuck? Like, I that's that that's what be going through my head, and I'm like, I'm too fucking grown for this shit. Having these thoughts, but being have being anxiety stricken will have you feeling that way to where you just don't even want to have friends. Oh, I mm. self sabotage. I'll be like, they're not gonna like me, so I'm just me not too. even starting it. Yeah. And then I'm in therapy, bitching about not having not friends having being friends. lonely. And Nobody she's like, likes me. Yeah, she's like, well, what are you doing to fix that? Ignoring every mean? fucking body. I'm like, they're supposed to come knock on my door and be my friend. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah. But I do. I self-sabotage because I'm like, I don't want to feel pain. I've had enough pain in my yes. life. I don't need any more. Like, I'd rather have three close friends than a bunch. And I think exactly. that's the difference between being younger with mm-hmm. friends and older. Younger, you just want multiple. You like as you many as you can have. You wanna, around. Yeah. And then whenever you're older, I think you care more about genuine connections right. and people who can lift you up and support you and be there. I don't need 15 friends if y'all are fake as fuck and not going to be there. Like, I need two that are going to support and me. And that's it, I because care. I really do like to fight, and I'm a big girl. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's why I have to stay in my lane. But y'all know what I have noticed? Um, get, being, being more, like, outgoing and, you know, open to having new friendships, I realize that a lot of these people need to go to therapy because mm-hmm. they still dealing with a lot of childhood trauma. And so, for instance, I was in like this group chat with a group of ladies. Um, and it was cool, but I noticed like every time I would say something in a group chat, I would get on Instagram and see these same people like stealing the ideals that I was saying in a group chat because I thought it was like a safe space. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird. And I was like, 
I was telling my husband, and sometimes he, you know how John is. He always likes to look on the bright side. Y'all Sagittarius is so on my nerves. John is he, so positive, I can't so, stand it. Oh, he's so positive, and I be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, I had to tell him one day, like, listen, I get it, but I don't want to hear that positive shit. I was I'm like, if you got if you got something positive to say, don't say nothing at all. Like, he was like, bro, I'm just, like, he's, girl, he's so positive. And then there's other times I'll call Brittany, I'll be like, put John on speakerphone. I need to be hyped real quick. <laughs> he's so positive. I'm like, babe, I don't want to hear that but he noticed it he was like i see why you're so exhausted um with trying to make new friends i see why you stay to yourself because he would just peep little stuff on social media from the people that were supposed to be my friends right. and then he was like i see why because at first he's like maybe you should be more open to have new friends blah, blah. and then when i started doing it he started seeing how these people was doing and he was like what were they just copy and pasting things you said or, or no just cop like my life like oh. things that I was like doing, like even with one girl, um, I was just telling her like I was juicing and with my herbal business, I was going to do like sea mouse juices. Next thing I know, she's selling juices. Oh. Um, it was just weird stuff where I'll dye my, like when I dye my hair, my locks red. I'm not, y'all, it, I could go all day. It's weird. And when I told my husband, he was like, he would start peeping little stuff on social media. And he was like, babe, this is weird. He's like, this is some lifetime shit. I don't want you talking to him because I feel like they'll murder you. Like, right. it was that. And yeah, so that's the hard part about. It's giving uh, the girl in Mexico that just didn't get justice. What's yes. Like. The one that they beat her up. They yes. jealous of her. Yes. Yeah. That's, that, so that's the scary part about, you know, so now. Because I didn't have a lot of friends growing up as an adult, I'm learning like friend associate mm -hmm. people. I'm just sit up and text and be like, "Hey, girl," and then my friends, you know. Mm -hmm. So that, and then just trying to teach my daughter that because she had an incident. You remember where girls who were supposed to be her friend, even the little girl that was supposed to be her best friend, these little girls tried to jump my baby at school. So I'm teaching her like. You got to have some discernment and know who for you and who not for you. Right. The people who are around just to, you know, for the highlights and then the people around. Because Chelsea is really the only friend who knows about, like, how dark and how deep my depression ran. She's literally the only friend who I've ever cried. It was so embarrassing. We're at work. Yes, because, Bianca, we're at work. And I was just so overwhelmed. I don't know what it was. I was just so overwhelmed. And we're in a fucking break room, and I just lost it. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's the only friend who seen me cry because I do not trust people. Mm -hmm. And I think... A lot of my childhood trauma um, is, like, showing its face in adulthood. Right. And so I'm having to learn to listen to my voice and know who's for me and who's not. And that was the whole thing that got me assaulted because I was trying to see the... I always try to see the good in people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what fucked me up because I'm like, mm, maybe I'm thinking the motherfucker just wants some change, not thinking he a rapist and trying to kill me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, he just wants some change. I was like, I don't have no change. And he like... Just looking. So that's the hard part, too, for me, like trying to find my voice. Right. And because some people can present themselves as a really good person and they really be shitty. Mm -hmm. So that be the hard part for me. So now I'm just like, I'm just saying to myself, you, Chelsea, and my friend Deja are literally the only three people that I text on a consistent basis. I don't even talk to family. Right. That's the weird part, too, because I don't even talk to my family. So I'm just like... I don't know what season I'm in, <laughs> but yeah, like I feel that I feel like I'm kind of there too. Like 
those four friends that I told you about, I mm-hmm. still love them to death. I'll do anything for them. But we just have, they have four kids. They're married. Mm-hmm. All of them. Um, well, three of them. And then one of them has a kid. Oh, my gosh. Married. Thank you for bringing that up. So how is it trying to have friendships being a single friend? <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, I don't fit in with the singles. Yeah. Because you they don't. don't have kids. Yeah. I don't fit in with the marrieds because I don't have a spouse. So I feel like I'm in this weird in-between place. Yeah. So what I've learned to do, like, I don't really have single friends. I mean, my sisters, but um, with my married friends, mm-hmm. I, I, well, for them specifically, like one of them I used to live with, mm-hmm. like we lived in her house in the back and I would, we, I would hang with all of them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just hard to navigate yeah. being single and having like, oh, I have a kid free weekend versus they're married. They full time on, you know. So I don't. I haven't really spoken to them lately, and um, yeah, I don't know what season I'm in either. I it's feel weird, like right? It's very weird. I feel like the more that I'm finding my voice, the more people are walking away. Girl, mm-hmm. do you and know I'm me? Like, but I've always conformed to what people wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm just done with. Now that. you authentically <laughs> Bianca, and these motherfuckers right. don't know how to act. They don't want it, and I'm like, I get it. Like, yeah. And where y'all say y'all, you, it's hard for you to cry. Me, I like was always told as a child like um, to get over it. Yeah. So then when I hit nineteen and was able to be in a room by myself, I lost it, and I just been I cried That's so good. easily mm-hmm. because I just didn't didn't as a ca- a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I that and I can I can attest to it kind of being hard because <clears throat> I'm married and it's weird navigating that space because. Mm-hmm. None of my friends are married. Right. I have a few people, like, it's a, it's a lady, this girl, well, I consider her sister. Um, I met her through Kayla playing volleyball. She's married, and my husband um, gets along with her husband really well. And then a lot of the people that I hang around that that is married, they're family. Like, my cousins, they're married. But, like, a lot of my friends, they're single. Like, Chelsea doesn't have kids. <laughs> Chelsea doesn't have kids. But a lot of my friends... um. They're single. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been told, like, one of my friends, we were really close. I don't fuck with her like that anymore because um, she used to basically try to act like my life was so easy because I was married. So I would get that a lot. Like, oh, you married so. Oh, you so married you so. Yeah. You hating ass bitch. Stay away from <laughs> me. Because you're not a real friend. Because mm-hmm. if anybody knows any dynamics of being in a relationship, it's not as easy. Like, every day I put in work to have a healthy marriage. Right. So, bitch, it's not easy. And it made me mad. And it really hurt my feelings because it kind of... it. Invalidated everything Like oh you don't have to work just as hard Because no bitch if you been on me Since before I was married I will quit a job in a minute And I've always been financially okay Um, And so that That's been hard for me too Like with me and Chelsea it's easy Like it's super super easy Because she's not a friend that's like demanding Like oh my gosh she got a husband Girl she don't come out my house with my husband Her and John get along really really well You better make some wings with some baby rays I'm showing up Her and my husband get along good (laughs) Kayla loves Loves her and she's not she she doesn't bring up like oh my gosh you're married so you can't anybody who know right. my husband he laid back she like he drove me to the podcast if I need he like oh you going with Chelsea cool you going so and so cool right that but it's it's so it's it's a weird space too navigating it being because I got married at 23 mm-hmm. so it was really hard navigating friendships I lost a lot of friendship due to jealousy it was it was just weird so 
that is so weird being That's single with kids. Trauma. Yes. And so then you kind of like, I'm sure you got a man. You be lying to me sometimes. And that's what's hard too is like, so yeah. it's hard for you because people think your life's easier. It's hard for you because you can't find what space you're in. And, and it's hard you. for me because I guess I could technically fit in with the singles, but I don't you live don't. that lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then with married people or people with kids, it's hard because I'll be like, God, I want that so bad. Like mm-hmm. anybody who knows me, if you listen to the podcast, but you'll know pretty soon, I want to be married and have kids more than anything. Yeah. And whenever I say that, married people are like, you just need to wait. It's not all that having I a husband. You don't response. want kids yet. Yeah, no. I and I'm it. like, don't tell that me what I want. Right. Like, and, and you know, typically the people, the women who say that they're bitter and not happy <laughs> and they're married. Now, I do tell my friends, like, you know, being married, is it's, it's work. Like, it's right. not easy. But it's not easy being single either, especially if you aspire to be married. Mm-hmm. So I always just tell people, just make sure you get with somebody who, like, I'm super, super blessed because I can have moments where I'm like, listen, I don't want to talk right now. Is this like me and my husband just work really, really well together. So a lot of times it doesn't even feel like work. Now we do have our problems. I'll be ready to bust him in his head (laughs) and I'm sure vice versa. But I always tell people like I'm in a very happy, healthy marriage. I never try to deter people from like that's miserable to me. What it look like me being married, telling my friend, girl, wait. Now with the kids, I, you know me. I'm saying, girl. But, like, if that's what you aspire to be, because you will be such a good mom. Right. I know that. And well, if you do it in the right context, that's yes. my problem. I'm always telling people, like, Mm-mm, no kids. But it's because I do it alone. Yes. And I don't have that aspect of, like, mm-hmm. hey, can you bathe him and I'm going to cook the food. It's yeah, like, you got to cook. I'm, cooking, yeah. I'm dropping off. Both my kids are in sports. I work full time. So mm-hmm. it's like, and then I, you know. I'm so involved in my daughter's life mm-hmm. and um, her two best friends They're Well, she has three best friends and two of them moms are married and I love them. I love them. I hang around them, their husbands, everything. So I think for you, I would, I would steer clear of whoever tells you that because yeah, right? it kind of is like downplaying your desires yeah. or like, Shitting on your show. And, and do I you ever get, do you ever kind of get resentful of your friends that are not resentful of them, but right. that they have a spouse to help them and stuff? Like if you're ever around and you see them, are you sometimes going home and you're like, fuck this? Like, God, does it ever make you feel bad or anything? Well, it has historically. Mm-hmm. So yes. Mm-hmm. Like I say before I had my son, so like when I was it was just me and my daughter, I would feel very much resentful. Like I wouldn't go to like family events with my friends or mm-hmm. do anything to where it's going to be them as a family. Cause I don't want to see it mm-hmm. now that as I'm healing and mm-hmm. I know that, you know, if, if it does happen, it does, if it doesn't, you know, it's not meant to be right. thing. but I've been also been single for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, I just kind of got to that point, but the good thing about them is like their husbands will jump in and help. Like if mm-hmm. my son's running around, They know he doesn't have a male figure in his life at all. So they're like, well, outside of my brothers, but they're like, Mm -hmm. sit down, Mm -hmm. don't do this. And so I take those little things and feel grateful, like, for my village more so than us. But, I mean, I've been exactly where you are, Mm -hmm. desiring it so bad and wanting it so bad and crying every night. Like, I used to cry. Like, I want other more kids. I want to be married, like, in the shower for, like, five years. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, people used to tell me that same thing, like, Mm And I just used to, it used to be like, yeah, you know, you're probably right. And try, I try to, like, patch that wound. But mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, that's not you right. You know, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm really glad you touched on, like, because openly saying that, because that's how it felt with me seeing pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Especially because yeah. I'd be like, they not married. 
And then they pregnant. I'm married. Me and my husband desire to have a baby, and we had two miscarriages. So it got to the point where I was like, I don't even care. Like, honestly, if it was left up to me, baby, my tubes would be tied. I've always been a girl who never wanted kids. I wanted to travel. Um, It's even amazing to me 10 years later that I'm married. I never wanted to be married. I never wanted to be kids. Um, I mean, I never wanted to have kids because I was an older sibling. I took care of my younger siblings. I wanted to go to the Air Force. And be a travel nurse. I never wanted a family, at, literally at all. Mm-hmm. My daughter's dad trapped me because he knew that <laughs> the life that I wanted didn't involve a family. Right. I never wanted that. So now that I have it, I'm cool. And honestly, I didn't even want kids. If I can get my tubes tied right now, I would. But I know kids is something that my husband desires to have. So right. I'm, I'll take one for the team. But when... Um, I first had my first miscarriage. I was cool because I didn't even know I was pregnant. We was probably like, oh, we can get pregnant. Shit, that's tight. Like, we didn't even know because we just be whatever. Yeah, like, but it's then, easy. You just it's do it. easy. You like, just you do it. And so the second time, um, it was really hard because we saw the baby on the sonogram. We um, heartbeats, everything. And still to this day, uh, my pregnancy was going amazing. And I will not even go deep into it. But I feel like when I went to the hospital for nausea, the nurse, as soon as she gave me some type of medicine, I started cramping really bad, and I'm convinced that it was a racist act. But it is what it is. Cause my oh, let's not go there. It's, yes, it's Black Maternal Health Week. And no, and <laughs> I'm literally week. writing a research paper at school on Black maternal mortality. But no, like seriously, me, me and my husband were like shook because my pregnancy was going good, like literally no issues, no nothing. And as soon as I go to the hospital. A day later, I'm having a miscarriage. It was weird. And actually, the doctor and the nurse that was on my case, they got fired for racist acts. I should have sued the fuck out of them. But I'm not going to go there. But, like, it was really hard for me to see pregnant people. Like, even the best friend that we're not friends anymore, she got pregnant. We were actually pregnant at the same time. And I could not physically go to her baby shower. I literally did not talk to my family for a year. Um, I literally didn't talk to anybody for a year. Like I stayed in my, I went to work and I stayed at home, home. So I do, it's, it's different dynamics, but I do understand like wanting something and then seeing other people with it. You can have like jealous feelings. You, Mm -hmm. you feel like what the fuck is wrong with me. And then when you stop and look at it, like nothing's wrong. Like when I went to the doctor, my doctor was like, have a baby when you're ready. Like I healed myself holistically. She's like, nothing's wrong with you. Now it's at the point where I'm like, now do I really want a baby? Because now my husband, You like, do, because I need another one. So uh, go ahead. Because now John is like, oh, Kayla finna graduate in three years. We finna, like, we like, want to go hang out and party, like, travel. Chelsea, do not, because you already know you're the godmama. The baby can stay with you. Because, like, <laughs> okay. but I literally, y'all, it was so hard for me. Every time I saw a pregnant woman, I would cry, like, and my husband was so, like, resentful. Y'all, it was so bad. He didn't even tell anybody I had a miscarriage. Everybody just thought I had the baby, and he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how bad it was. So, I think people just should be more mindful with the advice that they're giving right. people. Like, oh, you don't want to have yet? I feel like that's how God, that's what we were made for. We were made to desire to have a family and have mm-hmm. a baby. Like, what the fuck else are we? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's weird for people to say that. Like, But some people don't. Like, my sister does not want kids. Oh, and yeah. that's okay, you know? Yeah. I feel like speaking it to other people's desires, like, whether you want to have another baby or not. Like, what's the next baby? Like, that is the dumbest question. Mm-hmm. People I always ask it. that. And I be like, stay out of my pussy. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I literally be like, stay out of my uterus. I hate it. Mind your business. And, like, and, and it's crazy because I think, and my mother-in-law taught me 
this and I didn't believe her. I didn't want to. She's like, as you get older, your appetite changes for things. I never thought I wanted children. Mm-hmm. I never thought I wanted a husband. Like I did. I never saw a healthy marriage. I never saw people raising their children in a healthy manner. So that was just something that was off limits for me. Yeah. And yeah. abortion when I got pregnant with Kayla was never an option for me. Um, one of my best friends got an abortion when we were really young and it traumatized me. So that was never an option. So the only option for me when I got pregnant was to thug it out. But my daughter's dad knew exactly what he was doing because I made it clear I really didn't. He wanted marriage. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I pawned the ring that he proposed to me with because <laughs> I did not. Like, y'all, I didn't desire it because I didn't see it. But then when I met my husband, I was like, like this man second. make me want to have more kids. He make me actually, like, feel feelings because I never thought I wanted it. My sister, the same way, she never wanted kids. Now she got two. It's crazy how it's, we we operate out of trauma. Like, you were traumatized yes. by your childhood, so you didn't want kids. Or a husband. Or a husband, My yes. mama was married. God rest my mama. So she was married to a man that she barely likes. She was married to him to escape what she was going through. So I didn't see healthy marriages. So I was like... And it's still kind of traumatizing trying to operate as a as a wife and um, never having an example of what a wife is. So right. I'm just winging, winging and shit. It. Like, mm-hmm. um, do you want me to like? <laughs> and I actually enjoy like my quote unquote wife duties. But the good thing about it is just having a spouse who doesn't have like expectations, like right. gender roles and stuff. And that's what I think is important about friendship is having people who support Ooh, your changes through right. every season. Because like, for me, for example, with you. I know we're going to change. We've already changed through so much and I'll support it and be there. And I understand your traumas and why things would be happening. Mm-hmm. If you don't have real friendships yeah. and they're just kind of fake, they're going to question you and be like, why are you doing that? Right. Why you want to do that? Or yeah. if you put a new boundary in place, they're like, fuck you. Why are you doing that? Instead right. of being like, you know what? That's going to heal whatever you need it to heal. Do whatever Period. you want. And, and you know, I think I'm, I love that you said that because throughout our friendship, like we go day, we go weeks without talking. When we first started our friendship, we worked together. So we talked every single day and then it kind of dwindled down when, you know, we kind of got split up, but then we would still text a lot, Mm -hmm. but then just life happened and you got a job. I'm working. I have other stuff going on. And now most of the time when we talk is literally about our podcast or we'll Mm -hmm. do like a mental check in like, Hey, like you good. You good. What you going? (laughs) All right. Tassie's like that's what we need now. Like instead of people jumping in and feeling like, oh, she ain't calling me, she don't, you know, mm-hmm. why she acting funny or whatever. Like, yes. check in and mm-hmm. see why she's not. And you know, that's for. I feel like that's the difference between healing and unhealed. Like, yes. when you're healing, like you, like y'all, y'all get each other. Y'all mm-hmm. know, and y'all, and y'all on your healing journey, and y'all are. Okay, let me check in. Let me check in. Boom, we don't talk for six weeks. Versus, mm-hmm. oh, she set that boundary. I don't like and it. And I don't like yeah. it. So, you know, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And Yeah. And what I think sometimes when people don't like the boundaries that people set in place, I feel like it's like a part of them or like a part of them that's not healed that mm-hmm. can't accept the boundaries. Because exactly. I had to set boundaries with my family. And it's like when I did set the boundaries, they, they wanted to bring me back to the old Britney and make me pop off. And I just had to let them know, like, y'all know I will still beat your ass. <laughs> it's not a lot. Like, I'm changed as, as far as the way I handle things. But I felt like when I started setting those boundaries and people really saw change, they started dragging me back. Like, oh, you still, you still... 
Right. And I hate that because I love to see people grow. Mm-hmm. So I would never be like, oh, Chelsea, you used to smoke or you not saying that you smoke, but, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, you used to do X, Y and Z. And now you think right. you better than me because you don't like I had friends stop talking to me because I don't drink. Girl, do y'all not know my body be cramping up and shit when I be drinking? Like, I can have one drink, y'all, and I'm sitting at the table like, oh, my oh, God. My hangovers are so real. It's not even worth it anymore. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like I'm dying. And I think it's also just a respect thing. Like, if there's a boundary somebody puts in place and I don't like it or I put one in place and they don't, I'm like, I don't have to hate you. We don't have to be friends anymore. Like, I respect that you don't want that. Just move on. Like, carry right. on. I'm not yeah. in your life. You're not in mine. Cool. cool. Like, bye. It doesn't, everything doesn't have to be drama. It doesn't have to be a fight or personal, like, Okay, bye. Is I it just... easy for y'all to sit? So, like, especially me, I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, like, for you, is it easy for you to set new boundaries with old people? First of all, I'm a Libra. So, we are so balanced <laughs> and we want everybody to get along. And, like, and when I'm so wishy-washy that when I set a boundary, you go like, back all on hell breaks loose. So, it's Aww. like, you know, what's going on? Whether it's a guy or family, friends, mm-hmm. whatever, it's like. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's not like a subtle boundary. It's like I said it because I played with that same boundary for so long. Time. Okay, right. So, um, and I'm just now standing firm on my boundaries. Just you know, with some stuff with my mom, and I'm just like, uh, um, I just don't want that anymore. I don't yeah. want that trauma. I don't want that feeling. And I just she has definitely not respected my boundaries. So. And, and then that's the thing. I feel like it's okay to, like, set those boundaries right. and people have to be okay with it. And I just don't mm-hmm. understand why people are so... Not okay. Just not okay mm-hmm. with people setting their boundaries. Like, y'all, when I started setting certain boundaries with my family, it was like, what the fuck is you doing? I was just right. like, y'all, it's a boundary. Oh, and it's mm-hmm. so much harder, I think, to set them with people that you've had longstanding relationships exactly. with. It is. And I feel like... Bianca's at a healing journey that I was at a few years ago mm-hmm. and I literally feel like I'm looking at where I was because boundaries for me were almost scary it was like I felt like they were gonna get mad at me I was gonna right, be in exactly. trouble for it now I will say after going through a healing journey now I love them because I'm like then whenever you do it and I'm done that's mm-hmm. on you like I communicated with you right. but that's a big piece of it too is communicating your boundary you mm-hmm. can't just have it in your head and someone do it and then you yeah. do this out you can't do that but it actually keeps me accountable and it keeps them accountable mm-hmm. and And it honestly kind of weeds people out. So like my therapist and I were talking about this and she refers to like relationships and energy as like circles. So you have your inner circle. That's like the people you would die for. Mm -hmm. So that's like for her, she said it was her kids and her husband. And she honestly said just her kids. She was like, that's it. And then you have another layer where that's going to be the people you always talk to. And then once you're at that outer layer, I don't really care what's going Mm -hmm. on. Like, I respect you. We can be acquaintances, whatever, but I'm focused on the energy of those who are there for me and that I'm there for them. And I think once you realize that, then it helps a lot with the boundaries too. Right. Yeah, I right. think so too. This was such a good conversation. Like, I, I feel like we can't, we always get off topic, never stay on topic. So I feel like this was like a really good episode to like bring in. So you guys, it's so exciting because we're welcoming Bianca Woo! as the third co-host. <laughs> I knew yes. she was about to do that. And I'm super excited because oh, so this is something me and Chelsea kind of, we kind of briefly kind of talked about, but never like talked about, talked about. But because of our friendship, I was like, if you want to bring somebody on, I already know I'm down. I'm like, okay. Yeah, cool. because when I text her, she was like, I was like, I th- you're going to like her. 
she listens to the podcast already because whatever. And I'm excited. Like, I'm excited because I feel like you bring a different point of view. Um, I don't know. I just feel like you're going to bring a little flavor, like some extra stuff to the podcast. So I'm excited. And I'm sure, like, all the people who listen is going to be, like, excited. I think you're going to bring, like, a different style of listeners because Bianca is, like, really into, like, Political stuff and like justice. For all. justice I can already tell the way stuff. you speak is you're you're very educated on what you're saying. You know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. and you're not just in here like I'm the one who I'll talk about my feelings and stuff. I feel like I you actually you. have backing behind what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only in some aspects, like mm-hmm. mental health is my thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and not, not even like with politics. It's more like just do right by people. Like the justice it's not of like, it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you know. Republican versus Democrat. It's like, like yeah. people yeah. Right yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm so excited. And I feel like it's going to be good, like, from a single mom, a married mom, and a single person. Like, yeah, right? It'll be good. I think this is going to be awesome. So. And I'm excited because I get to be myself because it's like you've listened to the podcast, so obviously yeah. you wouldn't have wanted to be on if. Mm-hmm. I, so it's kind of like a sneak peek. And now I'm like, okay, we don't even have to do the. Yeah, get like into the meet and greet. Like, you already know I can be myself mm-hmm. and not feel like, oh. Because she listens. So that was a yeah. thing she was like, I was like, do you want to just come on? She was like, "Well, I already liked what y'all talk about." Mm-hmm. Blah, blah. I was like, "This is gonna be go off. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go." I'm, ex- I'm excited about this Me because too. I Thank feel like, y'all. yeah, I'm excited. Woo. One more time. <laughs> <laughs> this At least girl. I didn't have to do it with my voice. Well, like Bailey Therian, like girl, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> so I'm excited for all the changes, Bianca. Thank mm-hmm. you for wanting to do this with me. us. Like yes. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Woo. All right. Well, we never know how to end. So, so right. next no, time. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs>